part of the forward-looking like aspects of being someone who uh, you know has earned authority is you have the capacity to do it, and you do it in a way that you know others. It's not on their plate to figure that out. They're part of what their role is to take that vision and direction and help execute. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. In this episode, Michael and I talk about authority and whether it's something gained by a title or if it's something that needs to be earned. So we're going to talk here today a little bit about authority, and authority is kind of a a dirty little word in, in business these days, I think. People are like, well, you know, people remember the days when authority was used as a hammer. Like, I have the authority. I have my own personal story. I remember mm-hmm. kind of being a new guy and uh, came into this this business, and I had a brand new boss. Like, the, the guy had never never had a direct report ever. And so he was, you know, chomping at the bit to be the boss. And so we were talking about uh, the job, and he was training me on some things. And it was the the conversation went well initially because we're both relational guys, but as we began to have a few disagreements, just typical, you know, mm-hmm. hey, why don't we try it this way? Why don't you try to do it that way? He went straight for the "I'm the boss, you do what I say." He went for that card, yeah, and it was immediately like, "Wow, dude!" Like, and and I'm you know this was the 1980s, so I'm a boomer. I was kind of used to hearing that that's what you did because back mm-hmm. in the day, that's the way it went. And he went to the, I'm the boss, do what I say card. And I thought, I don't even know what to do with that. Because, do what he says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Because there, there had been no trust built. There was no real relationship built. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first my first thought of, okay, there's a di- there's got to be a different way to do this. There's got to be a way to earn authority from your team members. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course today, and you know, you're of a generation that doesn't, doesn't buy into that whole, I'll just do what anybody tells me to do. You know, you want to have some equity stake in the conversation. Talk to me a little bit about kind of the way you view leadership and how you want to be led. Yeah, I guess it's not so much about uh, what you were just saying, like, you know, I, I, I'm rejecting authority or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just want, I want the authority to be informed into share their process, share why they're they're thinking the way they're thinking or why we're doing what we're doing. Help me understand what's going on instead of just saying, here's here's the plan, now go execute the plan without any explanation of why that became the plan or why are we doing what we're doing, which really comes down to more fundamentals of just yeah. helping everyone understand why we're doing what we're doing. But when it comes to like leadership, like more in a, in a smaller way, like directly on a team. For me, it's more about like, you know, do you, have you done the work that I've done in the past or have you done the work that I'm doing and did you do it in the past in such a way that like you have immediate credibility for anything I'm working on mm-hmm. and I should seek that out from you because then you're going to help me learn faster. You're going to help spot things. You're going to help catch things faster. And it's no problem if you haven't done the work, but just don't tell me how to do it Right. If you've never done it before, maybe we can work it out together. You've got some ideas and suggestions. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of, like right now I'm uh, leading a team and some of the people are developers. I've got ideas and suggestions for like some different things we can do for 
process-oriented things. But I've offered them up as, hey, I've seen other people talk about this. I know this is a problem that we've expressed having. This is a potential solution. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. And leave it up to them to decide because they're the ones who actually have to do with it, deal with it. You know, whether it was like a new development process that we brought in, we decided we're going to try this. Mm-hmm. Or I'd say, I'd like to try this. It probably sounded more like, we're going to try this, mm-hmm. but we're just going to try it. If it doesn't work, we'll can it. Right. But another thing was like, you know, naming conventions of things. When we're working with in-house teams and contractors, how do we keep it all consistent? Like, here's a naming convention we could use. What do you guys think? And they came back with, you know, based on how we're working, I don't think we need to go that direction. And I was saying, okay, fine. That's that's cool. Right. I'm not, it's not something that I need to like put my plant, my foot on or mm-hmm. anything like that. And if I had, there would have been a big loss of credibility as to like, you just like feel like you need to decide stuff. Like this isn't mm-hmm. even a problem, but you're making it a thing. And I think that's part of it too, is like, what are you gonna choose to make make your make your hill that you're gonna you're gonna die on or stand on? Right. And what are the things that you just wanna invite other people's input into? You know, you just hit on a great term. I I, I love it. There, you know, when we talk about earned authority, you use the word credibility. And years ago, uh, I was a part of a leadership track, and they had me read the book Credibility by Barry, Barry Posner and Jim Cousas, James Cousas. And they, they, they touched on that stuff. They say, okay, what are the things that, why do people follow leaders? Well, they follow them because they're honest. So they want to make sure that there's integrity there. So they want to know that what they're hearing is actually the truth. They, they follow people because they're competent, they're smart, and they're capable, and they're experienced. And you, you made the point, doesn't necessarily have to be experienced in that exact area. Okay, they mm-hmm. could just show, like, for instance, when you and I first started working together, you were our head of growth. And, and I had no experience in, in marketing or growth. So when we came to a situation where we go, go okay, we need some more information, you weren't going to get it from me. So we went out and found somebody else who was, you know, credible in their, that area to, to to come alongside you and kind of give you some more um, some more input. And and if I had said, well, here's my input, which is completely uninformed and has no experience, you'd have been like, dude, like really, it's like nice. It's you know, I'm not a dumb guy, but I had no experience doing it. And we needed to find somebody that really had that competence. Um, so I can appear to be competent even by bringing in other people in when I acknowledge my own incompetence in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and off of that too, it's part of it is also like you said, you know, if I would have just like, if you would have done that, maybe I would have you know, heard you out or probably mm-hmm. not rejected it out of hand. But I think a, a, what you want to see from a team is someone giving you the benefit of the doubt. What you want from your team is that. What you need to do for them is give them the same thing. And mm-hmm. so if someone has idea or they maybe they have less experience with something that you do and they're coming with something. I, I would have needed to like if I was my best self on that day, I'd say, okay, so what is Chris saying? What is what is in there that that is useful if I don't just reject it out of hand? Mm-hmm. What is what is something in here that there is something to it? Because chances are it's not a hundred percent throw it away thoughts. Right. There's something in there that's oh that's that sparks an idea that that's something we should think about. If you model that for your team, then they can bring it back to you. So you're going to mm. gain credibility with your team if you're also giving them the benefit of the doubt. And not just the benefit of the doubt, but you're you're not just rejecting their ideas or thoughts out of right. hand. You're giving them a chance to stand. Right. Well, I, 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 I always say two heads are better than one, and it doesn't even matter if that other head 
knows more about a situation than I do. Sometimes they mm-hmm. just have a different perspective. They bring something yeah. to me that is new. So Kuzis and, and Posner said that it's honesty, it's competency, then it's ins- there's an inspirational element to it. Mm-hmm. And inspirational doesn't need to be rah-rah, let's go. I mean, um, you know, candidly, I think you're a very inspirational leader, and you're not a guy that's like, you know, dancing on the table at the at the company party, telling people we're going this way. I mean, you're 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 you you lead inspirationally by casting vision, by giving some specific direction as how we're going to get there. And again, that feeds into that credible place. Like, oh, Michael knows where we're going, knows what we want to do, has a path to get there, has included us in the process, so we can bring our expertise to the table, and that's ins- that's inspirational. Yeah, and well, thank you. First of all, yeah. Second of all, I think that's my default goes more that direction because that's how I receive it too. Like I'm mm-hmm. not someone who's uh, easily inspired by uh, speech or talk or you know whatever kind of. Yeah. When you think of like I need to inspire our people, right? It's probably not going to work for me, right? I'm gonna not roll my eyes at it, but I'm just going to say, okay, that's good for whoever needs that kind of inspiration, that Mm -hmm. energetic excitement inspiration. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't solve any of the problems. Right, right. (laughs) And so when I'm thinking about like, where are we going? What's going to help solve problems? I know other people need more energy, inspiration at different times. So it's an area that I need to focus on and think about too. Mm -hmm. Because some people just need that. They don't need the, here's the next problem we're going to solve. Like I was talking with you about someone on your team that said, you know, Concern with Michael is we'll make progress and he'll say, great, what's the next thing we need to make progress on? <laughs> Instead of celebrating what has been done well. Right. So I'm kind of like moving on to the next thing, like what's the next thing we need to tackle and go after? Yeah. So inspiration comes in a lot of different ways. It really does. And I I love that. I Years ago when I would be mentoring young leaders, they would say, well, um, I don't know if I can lead because I, I, I I'm not like you, Chris. I'm like, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, don't lead like Chris. Lead like you. Mm-hmm. And I have friends of mine who are are you know high up C level executives in multi billion dollar companies who are nothing like me, but they've used their they've leveraged their skills, their abilities into those honesty, competency, inspiration in their own way. And then the last thing that they that that Posner and and Kuzis talk about is forward looking. The mm-hmm. people that have a vision, they're able to articulate the vision. So you've got that. They're honest, they're competent, they they are inspirational, but then they are able to give specific direction. This is where we're going. This is mm-hmm. what we're doing. And you know, it's interesting because um, my personality type likes to live in the inspirational realm a lot. But one of my weaknesses is giving that specific direction. So I need to have people around me, you know, the who are claiming, you know, who will tell me, hey, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. Like you, you gotta, you really need to to dive in here and give us some specific direction because, and I've shared this story in previous podcasts. I've had situations where we were making huge changes in our organization and I would get up and give inspirational speeches and people would nod and they'd have a little tear coming out of their eye and like, yes, let's go for it. But they'd go back to their desk and not know what to do. And for mm-hmm. for a for a, a leader to have credibility, he's got to be able to tell people, okay, this and this is how we're going to get there. This is where we're going, and this is generally speaking how we're going to get there strategically. Yeah, it's interesting the the tie between those last two we were talking about. Inspiration comes in many forms, and then also uh, being forward looking and having a point of view, having a perspective of where where we're going and how we're going to go about reaching reaching in that direction. And it's interesting kind of thinking about what, where is the intersection of those and where do they diverge? Hmm. And so I think part of the 
forward-looking like aspects of being someone who uh, you know has earned authority is you have the capacity to do it, and you do it in a way that you know others. It's not on their plate to figure mm-hmm. that out. They're part of what their role is to take that vision and direction and help execute. Mm-hmm. And so, what if you don't have any capacity for look for forward-looking, or you just or it just doesn't come natural to you? Mm-hmm. It's not that like you you do or don't have it. Mm-hmm. Or can't if you don't have it, you can't have it. Sort of a thing. It's more of like a, a skill you can hone a little bit. Right. Um, but then being, I think it's about being able to translate that with, like the with the passionate. Why is this a direction mm-hmm. that helps kind of bridge the inspiration and f- being forward looking? Like how can you communicate it? Right. Well, I think that's kind of where, like I, I'm not a, a skill I don't have is like being able to give. Uh, to get people really excited about something that we need to work on by through energy or enthusiasm and things like that. Cause that's just not my personality. Right. So I have to leverage a lot more on like the, where are we going? How are we getting there? And why is it so important? And why is it exciting that we get to work on this? You know, that is part such of a good point. And I, as you say that, I think, okay, so one of the elements that probably encompasses all four of these areas that these guys in credibility write about is authenticity. Maybe that's closer to honesty. Like, so mm-hmm. you're not trying to be, you know, the rah-rah cheerleader guy. That's not, because it's not who you are. And people Yeah, it would feel really you. weird to everybody if I started being yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas for me, when I, if I go monotone or if I go into, you know, highly analytical mode, people are like... Okay, what happened to Chris? You know, we we, we and and they'll look to you for that, for because to they be monotone. Know, what's that? To be monotone? No, no, not to be <laughs> monotone at all. No, but to be analytical, to be able to look into and go and and provide some specific direction because that's the way your your brain works, and they 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 feed off of that from you. And for me, I come into this the room and and tend to be. I don't want to say that it's it's not. You're more upbeat. You're more energetic. Like if people are feeling a little tired or sluggish or just kind of like uh, whatever you lift a room just with your general personality that's yeah. not something that I bring to a room naturally well, thanks and that and that's a team and that's that's a go, going back to you know we've talked before about strengths based leadership you know play to your strengths and and mm-hmm. and surround yourself with people that 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 have your your weaknesses covered I am interested in this as I as I thought about those those four things honesty competency inspiration and forward-looking um, I thought, okay, well, you can have all of those things and still be a jerk. Like, and, and, and I mean, your honesty, you know, you can be honest with people and be a jerk about it. So, mm-hmm. so what is it that, that, that in this day and age, when, when literally people will just, I mean, unless you're willing to fire people wantonly, which people aren't willing to do often, you have to earn their trust to get them the best work out of them. And you want to have this kind of team culture you want. So, what are some other things we talk about? Well, one thing is that building trust. And um, and I'll put this in our show notes, but we've got a we've got a blog post about transparency, and I think that's part of it. We talked touched a little bit about it a few minutes ago about I mean, how do I as a as a as a manager be transparent enough with my team so that they go, okay, I I know this guy a little, like I I know his character, I know that I can trust him because because he kind of he shares his weaknesses with me, he shares his strengths with me, his victories, his failures, he's unafraid. To be humble, humbled in the midst of circumstances that are difficult, and that brings a humanness to the relationship that makes other people feel like, well, I can be human too. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, the trust thing. The second thing 
and this is harder for me, it's, you're much better at this than I am, is to listen first. You know, one of the things I, I think when, when I've had the most uh, success at building a team that gives me authority, that allows me to have it, it's mm-hmm. when they know that I'm more interested in understanding them than I am in being understood myself. That's, a, I think, a key problem that leaders sometimes have. It's like, I want so badly for them to get what I'm saying, but really I need to get where they are. I need to ask them questions and understand who they are and where they want to go. Yeah, that's a tough, <laughs> a tough discipline to work on because mm. you have to first be self-aware enough that you need to work on it. Because I think so, I mean, it's really natural and easy for me to drift into the, oh, I'm just not communicating myself clearly enough. Mm. They're not getting it. And, oh, maybe I'm a little frustrated because someone's not getting it, quote, unquote, getting it. Right. But then, okay, well, I'm just not doing a good job of communicating it. So you kind of double down on it. You, mm-hmm. you come back around to it and you start you know, pressing on the same topic <laughs> right. over again. And in those scenarios, I've, I've a couple times where that's happened where I've had to realize like, oh, okay, so maybe this isn't that they're not getting it. It's that there's just something fundamental that isn't understood. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back and say, okay, well, actually, tell me, <laughs> what do you think this is about? Mm. And what are you trying to do and what am I trying to explain? I mean, this was just happening yesterday. We were talking, I was talking with a coworker about um, some like how we're going to explain how part of the product works. Mm-hmm. And we started working through the steps, and I would kept going all the way back to the beginning of explaining how something's going to work. And and she was saying, "Oh, so it sounds like you're talking about like the first experience, like the first time they come into the product. I'm talking about like after they've done a step and they're at this point. Hmm. So we're kind of talking about two different things. Mm-hmm. And so probably most of when I was talking, she was kind of waiting for the right opportunity to redirect to get us back into the right section, right." Where I was thinking, well, you can't do that. You can't do the explaining post unless they understand where they got into. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just like shots missing in the air. Right. Where I was trying to explain myself, like, this is why the start process needs to be this way. This is why this we got to do it this way. But it was missing the whole, like, why was I trying to go from the beginning? Mm-hmm. And I could have explained the whole beginning, you know, experience of the product over and over and over again, and it would have gotten nowhere right. until... Thankfully, the coworker was saying, well, we're talking about two different things here. Yeah. And then we were able to get aligned, and then it all made more sense. No, that's really great. Yeah, and, and that's where that, that asking questions kind of, you finally get down to, okay, what do you think I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Yeah, that's where I did it poorly, and, and my coworker <laughs> was able to point out, like, oh, we're not on the same page right. about what we're discussing. Right, right. No, that happens, yeah, all the time to me as well. And I think sometimes as, as leaders, we, we fall into the rut of loving the sound of our own voice. And we need to start loving the sound of our, our coworkers' voices. Because as that mm-hmm. happens, then again, they will cede authority, authority to us once they know that we care, that we're in it with them, and that we're, we're, we're looking for a solution that will benefit all of us. And they mm-hmm. feel you know, that's an important thing. And that, that, that leads to another point about um, making sure that expectations are clear. Okay, what are we, what are we actually talking about? With our team, what are the things that I expect from you? What are the things that they expect from me? And we're going to talk about that in some later later podcasts as well about being able to meet those expectations on both sides. I think sometimes, uh, particularly in an old school setting, the idea was I need to meet the expectations of my boss. Well, okay, that sounds 
pretty one-sided and it doesn't sound very 2021, like because the coworker and my team member has expectations as well. Mm-hmm. What are those? I need to explore those and I need to find out what they expect from me as their manager and be able to meet as many as I, I can with integrity and with uh, with our, our main purpose in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been an important lesson for me. It's like, oh yeah, this isn't just about them doing for me what I need. It's for me seeking out like what do they need and being able to provide that for them. Yeah, totally. And and I think that that comes through when when you're when you're both focused on what what are we trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And then how like what I was thinking when you're talking about was when you're talking through that was leadership is a role. Right. It's not a it's not, it's not something bigger than a role. Right. Like there's people who are doing the work on teams, contributors, or if you're doing you know, a manager role where you're kind of like half managing people, half executing and contributing. Mm-hmm. In any one of those things, you're just filling a role. Right. And you have to actually believe that what you have is a role, not a just a position. Exactly. Because if you're treating leading a team as being in a position, that, that gets felt all the way through. Right. If you're treating how you're leading a team as like, oh, the this team needs a leader, mm-hmm. the way this team needs someone to execute the way this team needs someone to give stakeholder understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. Teams need all these different things. Mm-hmm. And if you're, as soon as you start viewing it as like, this is my position right. that I, that I hold, then you stop trying to fulfill your role. Mm-hmm. You just start trying to like live in your position. I love that. Yeah. That's a, such an important uh, principle of leadership is you don't have to be the smartest or the most experienced or any of those things in your team. Your role is to lead the team. And you hope that you have a, a, a group of t- people that are more talented than you are in specific areas because that, that's the dream, you know, put together the dream team sort of. But it's that idea that, that you, don't need to, um, you don't need to be the best at everything or do everything. I, I had a, a, a leader friend of mine years ago who really never built the kind of authority uh, that was earned with his team because he decided to lead with an iron hand and he, he decided he had to know everything and do everything and literally... He ended up in the fetal position of the office of one of our leaders in tears because he just couldn't do everything. He just wound himself so tight. And so once you once you kind of realize, hey, my job, I just have a role. And my my mm-hmm. my role is to manage the team and to to get us all together working toward the same goal. Once you do that, the pressure's off a little bit because I don't have to be a superstar every single minute of every day. Yeah. I can let my team members be the superstars. Yeah. And like and even just like something very real right now that's changed. There's a bunch of people that were reporting to you that mm-hmm. are now reporting to me. Right. People that have been at the company longer than I have, people that are older than I am. Mm-hmm. And it can be a weird thing going from being, sure. we're, we're coworkers and now I'm your boss. And it feels weird for me even to be say like, oh, you report. To, like it's a weird thing to say. Like, oh, now that you report to me, right. it, it just feels awkward to say. But when I think more about it is, okay, well, it's weird if you start making it be about that. If it's weird, like, well, now you report to me. Now I'm your manager. Mm-hmm. Stop saying what you are and start focusing on what you do. Mm. Like, well, what's my role on the team? Okay, well, I have to work with the designers and Chris and figure out what we're trying to build. And then we as a team are going to build it. Mm-hmm. I have a role you need me to fill and you have a role to fill too. And yes, I'm technically your boss and not even technically I just say that to yeah, soften it yeah, you know yeah. like yes you report to me now but like 
<clears throat> that's not the main thing. The right. main thing is the work we're doing together. Right. No, I love that. And that, uh, you know, I, I told a story in a, in, in a podcast previous where we, where I came into a team similar to you did, where there were people that were 18 years older than I was that knew me when I was a, a, a green 23 year old immature dude. Um, now I'm a 60 year old immature dude sometimes, but, but I, but they knew me when I was super green and it, it, to get, again, to be credible to, to, I, I realized I couldn't go in there and jerk the chain of I'm the boss. That's not how my authority was going to be earned from them. I had to come in with that sort of mentality. Like you have gifts and abilities that I don't have, you know, live out your role. And, and yeah, I love that. I love that. And the, I, I think another thing that that's key to earning, a, you know, having authority earned is by empowering your team, by giving them the keys to the car in some places. Now, you got to be careful with that. I mean, I, I've said that for years, and I remember there was a team, an overseas team that we were working with, and they had heard me say that you should really push decision-making down to the, the level where it makes the most sense, the people with the most knowledge. And they took that and they wrote it in granite and put it on their wall. And so when they were doing a big design project that was $20,000, which for them was an astronomical amount of money, they said, well, the person with the most information on this is an intern that we just hired. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's taking that philosophy wasn't a little too exactly far. wasn't exactly what yeah. I had in mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we probably need a little more leadership there. But I think it does make sense to say, okay, uh, for instance, in, in the case with you and I working together, when we first started working on marketing things, I had some ideas about marketing. I had some you know, ideas about how people respond to certain things. But I gave my input, gave kind of the overarching, this is what we're trying to do, which you already knew, mm -hmm. and then handed you the keys and said, look, you, you got to go. And I think um, you know, everybody's different. There are some people that want a lot more tracks to run on. Mm -hmm. So they, I, and, and with people like that, I would have sat down and given them a, a more of a list. These are things to do and to consider when you're going into it. In your case, you're kind of like, just kind of give me the canvas and buy the paints for me, and I will paint the picture. And and I think that that that's the sort of thing that builds credibility. So you got to understand your people, but once you've sort of got a basic understanding of how they respond, then finding ways to empower them is huge in in, in having authority as a leader. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are some things that I just you know we we'll, we'll touch on these things in later podcasts as well. But I, I feel like it's important for us to understand that in this day and age, it's not. I got the title, I got the promotion, I have the business card, now I'm in charge. Like, you need to work on these things. And I'll, I'll put a, a link to the book Credibility in the, in the show notes as well. It's really a good read mm -hmm. to understand a little bit more about how you can build that with your team. But again, our encouragement is to, to uh, you know, hold the reins lightly and work slowly to build the kind of credibility with your team so that the authority is given to you as opposed to you demanding it. Yeah, and, and uh, like I would my clinching thought yeah. would be think about what your role is not what your position is mm -hmm. and, and what is the role that your team needs you to fill and, and what is the thing that they need from you not just how do you execute your position love it love it hey thanks again for tuning into let's talk teams if you have any other questions we'd love to talk with you you can hit us up on twitter at uptick app or you can also message us personally our info is in the show notes and if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting upticapp.com.